This is the preaching podcast from Keystone Church and Pastor Josh Cox. To find out more about Keystone, visit keystonerdu.church. We hope you enjoy today's message. This is unbelievable, overwhelming for me. I remember uh, talking to Pastor Josh as this was just birthed in his heart before it was ever put into action. I remember having those conversations. I remember having those times of prayer together when God put this on his heart as a vision. So this is awesome for me today to be here with you and to see you and to see what God's doing here. And man, what awesome worship this morning. I felt at home. I felt, man, I, the Holy Spirit is here. And that's an awesome thing to be part of a church that's not dead and where it's alive and where there's freedom to worship. And I'm so thankful for that this morning. I want to invite you to look at Psalms chapter 3 this morning. We're going to jump right in. Hope we can be a blessing to you this morning. Psalm Uh, The third psalm, Psalm chapter number 3, we'll read through the eight verses, I'll pray, and then hopefully we can just talk through some things this morning. Psalm chapter number 3, beginning in verse 1. The psalmist says this, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. But thou, O Lord are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I lay down and slept, and I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people and have set themselves against me round about. Verse number seven. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. For thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Let's pray this morning. Our gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for a wonderful time of worship already this morning. God, I pray, Lord, that you would, Lord, help us, Lord. I pray that you would speak to us like only you can. Lord, we didn't come this morning, God, to hear from a man. Father, we came to hear from You. Lord, I pray that You would help me to decrease so that You can increase, so that Your name can be magnified, Lord, and You can be glorified in Your church. Lord, I pray for maybe someone here today, God, that's under pressure, maybe someone that's struggling this morning. Lord, I pray that the words of David and the inspiration of Your Holy Spirit, God, would encourage them. Lord, I pray that You would grow us closer to You. Father, I pray that You would help us to leave this morning differently, Then we came. Lord, bless everything that's said and done. May it be done for your glory and for your namesake. In your precious and your holy name we pray. Amen. This psalm that we're looking at this morning is really David's heart of a situation that happened in his life back in 2 Samuel chapter 15, verse number 18. His son Absalom had risen up against him. Man, he had convinced others um, to, 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 to go after David and to kill him. Um, his family had, David's family had turned on him. Literally 12,000 men in Israel had turned on him. David was the king here, and, and they're basically chasing him. He's running for his life. His own son had rallied the troops 
against him. Much of this was due to David's own decisions and his own sin. And let me just say here this morning, before we get into the meat of this passage, that yes, we're living in the days of grace, and aren't you thankful for God's grace this morning? But that does not negate the earthly consequences for the sin, for the decisions that we choose to make. Man, David had made some bad decisions in his life, and he was facing some of those earthly consequences. In this psalm, he is expressing and recording his heart concerning the pressure that he was facing in his life. In your life, have you ever had some pressure? Have you ever had some problems where you didn't know where to turn? You, You were maybe at a point where you didn't have the words to speak or the words to say? David's at that point in his life. Man, pressure family turning on him, people not understanding him. And he is literally running for his life. They are literally after him to overthrow his kingdom. They are literally after him to kill him. Some major pressure. And in our text this morning, David just reminds us of a few things about how to have peace when we're under pressure. Number one, I want you to notice in verses one and two, look at it. Lord... How are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. First, I want you to notice with me, David had some major pressure in his life. Verse number 1 says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? It's not just my son that's troubling anymore. Man, it's 12,000. As Second uh, Samuel chapter 15 said, 12,000 at least of Israel had, had come up against him. Man, this problem that started with his son began to snowball and begin to get bigger. Second Samuel 15.3 says this, the heart of the men of Israel are after Absalom. Those ones that were once loyal to David, those ones that those ones that once loved David, those ones that once followed David are now following his son and they're against him. Notice with me in verse number 2. Many there be which say of my soul. And notice these next couple words. There is no help for him in God. The word teaches us in, in 1 Samuel chapter number 15 that, that they, had, they had really believed that because of David's sin, there was no hope for him. Because of his past, there was no hope for him. And let me just say this morning for just a minute, I'm thankful that God doesn't hold our past against us. You know, there's many that will look at our lives and look at our past and look at some things that we've been through. And aren't you thankful that this morning that once we followed Christ and once we've trusted Him, that He doesn't see our past sin. He doesn't see our present sin. He doesn't see our future sin. Man, when He died on the cross and we put our faith and trust in Him, we have His imputed righteousness. That means when God looks at us, He sees that spotless Lamb. Hey, that's good news for us this morning. Hey, that's what grace and salvation is all about. But the world doesn't see us always how God sees us. Man, the world doesn't, and our, and our family sometimes don't see us how God sees us. They believed here in verse number 2 that there was no hope for Him. They are gossiping. They are judging. They are tearing Him down due to His past. By the way, I'm so thankful that who we are isn't who anybody else says we are. It's who God says we are. 
And if we're in His grace, and if we followed Him, and if we accept Him, man, we are His sons. We are His children. When He sees us, it doesn't matter about our past. You know, sometimes our past can haunt us, can't it? Man, maybe you go through a moment in your life where you're trying to serve God, and you're trying to move forward, and you're trying to do what's right, and then all of a sudden you hear this voice in your head that says something like this, you're not good enough. You can't do what's right. Hey, remember that time a year ago, or remember that time five years ago, or remember that time 20 years ago, and let me just say to you as the church this morning, that is not God. That is the accuser of the brethren trying to stop what God wants to do through you. Listen, they they had brought up his past. He had this pressure. He had this problem. Look at verse number three, and I love this. I love the transition here. I love these first two words. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. My glory and the lifter of my head. Verse 4. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. And he heard me out of his holy hill. First of all, we notice that David has some major pressure in his life. Secondly, I want you to notice this morning. This is a great lesson for us. David runs to God through prayer. You know, so often what will happen is the first place we should run is the last place we do run. So often we'll run to a man, or we'll run to a pastor, or we'll run to a friend, or we'll run to someone that we're, maybe even our spouse, when we're having trouble, when we're having a problem. Can I just tell you something? The first place that we ought to run, listen, when we're under the pressure, and when we're having problems, and when we're going, has anybody else ever been through it before? Listen, the first place we need to run is to bring that to God. You ever felt maybe in your life that nobody in the world was hearing what you're expressing? Like if, you know, you're talking to them, but they ain't listening. I mean, there's times I, I have this issue called ADD that I struggle with. And sometimes somebody will be talking to me at our church, and I'll be a million miles from there. And they'll say to me, you're not, you didn't hear a word I said, did you? And I'm, I'm looking at them, and I'm trying to just, you know what I'm talking about? There's times where my wife will be talking to me. And I'll be sitting down in the basement, and I'll be a million miles from there, and she'll say, hey, can you, can you do this? Can you take out the trash? Can you, feed, can you go feed the dogs? Can you do this or that? And I'm down there going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Anybody else ever been there before? And then she goes, you didn't hear a word I said, did you? And I say, uh-huh. And then I'm in big trouble. Man, you, you go and talk to somebody, and you can just tell that they're not listening to you. I've got good news for you this morning. There's one Listen, that sits on the throne of heaven when you feel like nobody else will listen to you, when your family won't listen to you, when your spouse won't listen to you, when your friends won't listen to you. I just want to remind you this morning, there's one that will always listen to you. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7, uh, verse number 7 says this, Cast all his care on him because he careth for you. That's personal. That's individual. That's you personally. When you feel like you have nobody else in the world to talk to, let me just encourage you this. Talk to him. Vent to him. Hey, when you feel like nobody else in the world cares, just want to remind you this morning, he cares. He cares about you. He cares about what you're going through. But notice what David says here. Look at it. Look at verse number three. But thou, O Lord, this is his prayer are a shield. Now notice this. He doesn't ask him to be a shield, does he? Huh? No. He says, no, I don't need you to be a shield. He says this, you are 
a shield. And can I just remind you here this morning that, listen, he is a shield. Man, David, Dave, this, you, you know, this was the same David that was uh, that shepherd boy years and years and years before this that had defeated a lion. Y'all remember it? And defeated a bear. Hey, this is the same David that had seen God come through for him so many times. Remember when he went and fought Goliath Hey, the, in the Philistines and he killed that giant? This is the same. We forget so often in our lives when we're in these moments, when we have the pressure, and man, it feels like the world's caving in around us, so often we're quick to forget all those times in the past where God had delivered us out of the mouth of a lion and out of the mouth of a bear and out of the mouth of a Philistine. David, though, he, 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 something went back. He didn't say, God, be a shield. He said, no, God, I remember what you've already done in my life. You are a shield. Listen, when you get in these moments when you, you feel the pressure, just pouring in on your life. I want to encourage you to do this as part as you pray. Don't just ask God to be a shield. Man, worship Him and say, God, I remember, I remember when you brought me through that last trial. God, I remember when you brought me through that last storm. Thou, O Lord, are a shield. I remember that time when He uses that word shield there. It carries the idea of protection. Aren't you thankful for a God who loves and protects His children? Not only does he love and protect, but look at verse number three again. Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory. And then notice these next words. And the lifter of my head. Lord, not only do you protect me, but I love this one. God, you restore me. You restore me. I can't help but think of the 23rd Psalm here. He restoreth my head soul. David's running for his life. He's about to be killed. And he he says, God, protect me. God, restore me. He ran to God through prayer. And I just want to encourage you this morning, church, prayer isn't just something we should talk, just talk about. We, We do. As church people, sometimes we talk, praying for your brother, you know. You ever heard that before? Praying, we, we use that language. More importantly than us telling someone and talking, you know, we'll tell our friends in the world, we pray and God answers. And it's amazing. Can I tell you this? More than talking about prayer, we need to be people of prayer. Man, when we don't know where to turn, when we don't know who to turn to, we need to, we need to not just talk about turning to Him. We need to turn to Him. Man, we need to come into His presence daily and to be worshiping Him and say, God, You are a shield. God, You are my protector. God, You are my... Is anybody... Listen, that's what we need to be doing. So often we feel empty and we feel the pressure because we've grown up thinking that God will never give us more than we can handle. And that's a lie. God will never give us more than He can handle. And we've got to allow Him to work in our lives as we communicate with Him through prayer. But Thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Verse 4. Look what David does here. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. And I love this next phrase. And he heard me out of his holy hill. Man, there's times in our lives, you ever felt like just screaming before? Has anybody ever been there before? You have no words to say. You're going through something and it's heavy and it hurts. Hey, you know, it's okay to cry to the Lord. And we need to. Man, we need it. We're real good. Have you ever heard somebody say, I just need to vent? I need to vent on somebody. Can I tell you who you should vent to? To the Lord. Man, vent to Him. 
You know what? Many times that coworker can't do anything about that situation. Hey, sometimes that pastor can't do anything about that situation. And we want to vent to him, we want to vent to her, and we want to vent to them. The one that we need to vent to is the creator of the universe. Man, our God and our Savior and our King, because He can actually help us with the problem. Man, David had some major pressure in his life. David ran to God through prayer. And look at verse number 5. I laid me down and slept. And that's an amazing statement we're going to come back to. I awaked for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people that have set themselves against around about me. Not only did David have some major pressure in his life, David runs to God through prayer. And you know what God always does? Listen, God proved that His grace is sufficient. He proved that His grace was sufficient. So I want you to think with me here. David is running for his life. Are you going to be able to sleep if you're scared, if you're looking over your shoulder every minute? Think about that. You ever had something that just kept you awake at night? I have. I mean, you ever had a problem where you just couldn't sleep? It was consuming you. It was overtaking your life. Man, it was something that, listen, that you could not control. Because David ran to God when that pressure and that problem came, guess what God gave David in return? He gave him that peace. Think with me. His life's being threatened, and God gave him peace to lay his head on his pillow and go to sleep. I just want to tell you this morning, maybe you're going through something in your life, relationship struggle, financial problem. Maybe your kids are in a place that you wish they weren't. Maybe you've been struggling with some deep-rooted bitterness and unforgiveness or some secret sin or something that's just consuming your life. And, man, there's nights where you... I've been there before where you lay your head and you can't sleep. Man, you lay there and maybe even your spouse doesn't know that as you're laying there there's a tear that's trickling down your face. Maybe they don't know that you're struggling with that depression or you're... Man, that that thing is overwhelming you and you haven't slept and, man, you just can't... It's just consuming you. Can I just tell you, just like David, if I'm going to have peace in the pressure, I've got to run to the one that can make the difference. And I promise you this, if you run to him, he will make the difference in your life. He will give you a peace that passeth all understanding. Spurgeon, one of the greatest preachers ever to live said this, and he struggled with depression deeply. He said, I lay my head on my pillow at night, listen, resting on the sovereignty of God, understanding that God is in control. Even when I don't realize it, nothing surprises him. He knows what I'm going through. He knows the pain that I feel. He knows the tears that I've cried. Man, He's not some intangible God. No, He's a personal Savior and a personal God to me. And I've got the good news for you. The Creator of the universe, the one that stepped out on nothing and said, let there be light, and there was light. The one that was slain before the foundations of the world. Listen, sometimes He can become impersonal and intangible to us. But the thing that we have to understand, listen, He wants that personal relationship. He wants you to talk to Him. He He wants to give you that peace. You know, there's been times in my life and we know what trouble is. We've been through some things. I won't share it all with you this morning, but I've been through some things where, man, it was just, it, I'm talking about gut-riching. I'm talking about those moments in life where you're almost asking God, why did you allow us to go through this? And I've handled those two ways. There's been times in my life where I've tried to handle it myself. And when I try to handle it myself, can I tell you what always comes, what always happens? There's no peace. There's confusion. 
there's hurt, there's heartache. Then I've gone through some things where I was in the place that God wanted me to be and I was spending time with Him and I was worshiping, I was reading daily, I was praying daily, and something would come up like that. And you know what ends up happening? It's almost like, it's almost like He just grabs your hand, puts, your, puts His hand on your shoulder, and He goes, man, you got this. You can get through this. Man, I've seen two people in our church go through the exact same trial. Both, I've had two, two, two ladies recently that both got cancer in the last couple of years. Cancer out of nowhere, man. I mean, all of us have been affected by it in some way, right? It's one of those phone calls, you know, you get. And I've seen one that ran from God. I'm serious. And like really life's a mess right now. And then there's one that never missed their spot, was always there. Was all, and I, I started asking myself, what makes the difference when we go through these trials? What makes the difference when we're running for our lives? What makes the difference when the pressure's on? Here's what separates the men from the boys so often when it comes to this is those that spend time with God daily, those that worship God, those that understand that He is our shield and He is our refuge. Listen, and those that understand that daily when the trial does come, and by the way, can I just tell you, it will come. This, these people that tell you that the Christian life, there's no problems and there's no issues and it's easy and you're going to have all this money and you're never going to have a health problem, that's a lie out of the pit of hell, Okay? That's what it is. This life that we've chosen, that God's chosen us for and we've chosen Him for, listen, it's a life of suffering sometimes. It's a life of heartache. It's a life of pain. But He gives us the peace and the strength and the courage to walk through those storms, to walk through the pain. That when we're running for our life, when our own family's trying to kill us, we can say, God, you are my shield. How, O oh Lord, are a shield. Listen, you are my glory. You are the lifter of my head. And some of us just need to go to God this morning and say, God, please lift up my head. Lord, help me. I can't do this on my own. You know, sometimes that's exactly where God wants us. He'll take us to a place and allow us to go to a place where we'll understand that we need Him so much. So what do you think this morning? Is He your shield? Is He your glory? Is He your lift? Listen, is He lifting your head? So David starts here with some major pressure in his life. Man, David runs to God through Prayer, God proves His grace is sufficient. And by the way, God's grace is sufficient for our strength and it's also bigger than our past. Let me just remind you of that. Listen, when Jesus walked up Golgotha's hill and carried that cross and He paid for our sin, can I just tell you, He paid for our sin. We need to stop paying for it. He's already paid for it. Sometimes we'll do that, won't we? Listen, He's already paid for that thing. Get up and move on. Allow Him to be your shield. Allow Him to be your glory. Allow Him to be the lifter of your head. So God here in these two verses, verses 5 and 6, man, He gives Him the peace even when His life is threatened to lay His head and sleep. Verse number 6, David, man, gets that extra dose of encouragement after he prays to God, I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people that have set themselves against me, round about me. I want you to notice verses 7 and 8, and we're done this morning. He says this, Arise, O Lord, save me, O God, for Thou hast smitten all my enemies, listen, upon Thy cheekbone. Thou hast, I love this wording, and this is, this is hilarious. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Carries the idea that, man, God's basically punched them in the mouth. 
broken their teeth and taken care of them. He's fought that battle for me. Look at verse number 8. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Fourthly, I want you to notice this this morning. David praises and worships God. Listen, when when we have that major pressure in our life, when we run to God in prayer, when God proves His grace is sufficient, what it will do is when we get on the backside of that storm, we'll look back and we'll see, man, God is awesome. He took care. He, here it is. He fought this battle for me. Can I tell you this, David? There is no way in the world David was going to win this battle on his own. All of Israel, basically, was after him. The only people that David had around him still, even as the king, listen, were his his closest servants and his closest rest of the family that hadn't turned on him. 12,000 or more are after him. It was humanly speaking, there was no way David could win this battle on his own. You know, so often that's where God shows up in our lives. When we reject human reasoning... And we trust the promises of God. So often what we try to do, stay with me, we're done. So often what we try to do when the pressure's on, when there's a problem, when we're going through it, if you're like me, we try to manipulate it. Right? We try to figure it out on our own. We try to get through it on our own, right? And so often we never, man, we never get on the back side of the thing. David was wise enough. David was smart enough to step back, say, God, I cannot do this on my own. God, I need you. You know the most prideful thing we can do in our lives is to go through our daily life without acknowledging God's presence and leading in our life. You know what we're saying when we do that? I got this. God, I don't need you. I can do this on my own. What a pride. I just want to encourage you with this when we're done this morning. When you're going through the pressure... When that problem comes, and it's coming. If you're not in a problem right now, you're going to have a problem. Somebody help me this morning. When you're not, listen, when you're not, if, if you're not having one right now, you're going to have one. If you're not having some issues or some drama in your life, it's coming. It's, it's going to happen. We can try to live our lives frustrated. We can try to live our lives with no peace. We can try to live our lives manipulated and controlling ourselves. Or we can choose to step out of the way throw down our hand, say, God, you got this, and allow God to fight our battles for us. Can I tell you this? When he fights our battles for us, we win every single time. Listen, when we allow him to consume our lives, we have peace in the midst of 20,000 or 12,000 chasing us. I just want to encourage you to do this today. Maybe you're going through something. I don't know you guys. I don't know what you're going through, but I know people I know we're here in church this morning and many times we walk in, put on our smile, act like there's no problems in the world and inside we're dying, inside we've got all kinds of stuff going on, inside it's real life and it's hitting us in the face and we don't know if we can go on another day. I'll tell you this from experience this morning, run to God because he'll help you through it. Give it to him this morning. Let's bow our heads this morning. This has been the preaching podcast from Keystone Church and Pastor Josh Cox. For more information about Keystone Church, visit keystonerdu.church. Please subscribe to hear future messages. Thank you.